Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, so here's the question. Knowing that Roseanne will make piles of money off the potential reboot of Roseanne, not featuring Roseanne, will that affect your decision to watch the reboot? That's the question. We're asking on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, 651-641-1071. We would love to hear what your thoughts are uh, on that. Okay, so we've been talking about the idea or the notion that ABC might consider bringing all of our beloved characters from Roseanne back and yeah, doing without Roseanne the show without Roseanne. It's been done before, right? We saw it with um, uh, Valerie, which then turned into Valerie's the, family, Valerie's, Harper family. Yep, turned into the Hogan family. The Hogan family. Yep. So it's not like it hasn't been done before, but but the reason why this is um, the, of interest is number one, reports are that a, that a, an announcement regarding this show is imminent. It should be greenlit at some point this week. We do know that ABC executives were meeting early in the week to talk about the potential of this um, and that most people are on board. In fact, TMZ is reporting that a lot of the um, people who would have lost their jobs with the cancellation held off, didn't accept anything else, hoping that this would be the case. The thing is this, Roseanne will likely make piles of money. Because of this, because she created these characters, she created the show. Do we do we have details on like what does piles of money mean? And because my question uh, or I should say my reaction to this really depends on um, how they address said piles of money. Okay, so here is what TMZ reports. Okay, okay? Um, the network may be contractually bound to pay Roseanne a fee or back end or both for her participation in creating the show. Um, ABC would try to argue that it's now a different show, and so they wouldn't owe her money. But because it is her intellectual property, she may have a case. So at this point, it's not known exactly what that would look like in terms of what she would be paid. So to me, then, I just think there's a way for them to give her as little money as possible. And I would say that if you leverage against Roseanne the notion that we can now employ the people that you single-handedly and summarily were responsible for canning, um, do the right thing Mm -hmm. and absolve yourself of making money off of other people's labors that you, you know, basically threw under the bus. 
I think there's some leverage there that ABC would have, and I would hope that they would at least try to leverage that to their benefit. So to me, if they made that effort, great. Um, again, if she makes some money, there are all sorts of horrible people working in Hollywood currently that make piles of money. It's true. And I would think that, uh, in my estimation, the fact that those people remain employed, again, they are not guaranteed anything. They are not, because who knows if anyone will watch it. Mm-hmm. They are simply being given a chance. Right. So, you know, am I saying this show should go on to deserve 10 seasons? Who knows? But at the very least, it deserves another chance because otherwise you're just unnecessary. Actually, to me, the biggest reason to do it is it gives people this idea or it could give people this idea that they shouldn't try to cancel a show for fear that it's going to, you know, affect people's lives when ABC did the right thing. And now they're trying to do good by those people. And obviously, cynically, they're trying to do good by their bottom line, which you know, it's a business. I don't begrudge them that. So what I'm saying is, at the end of the day, give it a go and try to keep her from getting as much money as possible. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Knowing that Roseanne could profit off of this uh, Roseanne reboot that does not feature Roseanne, would you still watch it? We've got Tony on the line. Hi, Tony. What are your thoughts? Um, I, I, I pretty much agree with uh, what Bradley just said. Um, she is the creator of the show, so I guess she needs to get some money on it. But like Lori Metcalf and Sarah Gilbert, and actually the, the children are wonderful, John, um, Roseanne is kind of the, the weakest link as far as the acting goes. She created it, mm-hmm. but the others are, uh, you know, much better actors. Yeah, I'd like to see them uh, have another season uh, and try it, because I think the, the show was doing... Um, uh, doing a service. I think they were really good. The, the little kids on there were awesome, and and um, I appreciated it. So I think it should uh, should go on for a while. Thank you, Tony, for your thoughts. Let's go to Sue. Hi, Sue. Hi, Sue. Hi. Yeah, knowing that Roseanne is probably going to profit from uh, the reboot of the reboot, do you still want to watch it? I do, and I think I think if you look at this as what is the greater message, um, there's the greater message is going to benefit, be more beneficial than Roseanne profiting off of it. So if there's a bigger message to everybody and that message is a positive one, then I think we got to let we got to let Roseanne get what Roseanne gets and we get the bigger message as mm-hmm. the audience. That's a good point. Thank you so much, Sue. Colleen, what do you think? I mean, I guess. OK, so here's the thing. Um it's it's interesting to me that there is like a narrative that uh, that, you know, Roseanne still created the show and that still did a service to Sue's point. The creation of that show, it was beloved. What it meant to people still stands, even though she did a terrible thing. I think she's suffering a lot because they've pulled reruns of the show on all networks. So she's not getting those residuals. But, you know, the fact remains she can they can fire her. They probably they have probable cause to fire her as an executive producer and a star of the show. Right. So she wouldn't be receiving that money. But the fact is that she still conceived of and created those characters. And for that, I do feel like she deserves compensation. I don't think she made a great choice. I think she has, uh, there's, I could say a lot of things about what I actually think about what kind of person she is, but, but to Sue's point, the creation of that show was not the problem. 
it was her behavior that was the problem. Yeah. And so I think you I, compensate, you know, in, in as you said, Bradley, in whatever reduced way you're able to. I also think that I, I you know, I don't think there's a right answer. I think that people could make the argument that, you know, by continuing the show, you know, it basically sends the message that you can allow people to behave in any way they want. And ultimately they'll still be financially rewarded. So if you have a hit, don't worry, you can be a jerk. You'll still get paid for it. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, I could see somebody making that argument. I just think that again, you know, reruns are maybe a different story, but in terms of giving them what was already promised, which was another season of the show, I don't think that's beyond the realm of possibility. And, you know, if Roseanne died suddenly um, and the show was can't or, you know, the if something tragic happened sure. that wasn't, you know, racist, um, they would give the show another shot. So I feel like, you know, yeah, no harm, no foul. If people don't like it, great. They're not going to tune in. People were trying to say already that. You know, oh, the first episode had great ratings and then it kind of petered out. I think part of that, honestly, was the fact that there was so much negative press around Roseanne. Yeah. So I don't think it was the show ultimately that, you know, uh, saw maybe some lower ratings in the later episodes. Well, on the topic of TV, there was a TV show that aired last night, premiered last night on AMC that we talked a little bit about yesterday that we were very excited about. It was a show called Diet Land. And uh, Bradley and I had very different opinions about that show. We're going to tell you about it after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107. Well, a new TV show that we were really excited about yesterday it premiered on AMC last night. It's called Dietland, and uh, we had differing opinions. Uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. And um, so, Bradley, mm-hmm. uh, I watched about 45 minutes of it. Your, uh, the show Dietland Diet mm-hmm. on AMC. And it, I, I was struggling to get into what was happening. And finally I went, why am I watching this? I knew I had about an hour left of it. Yeah. And so I just stopped. So you, you weren't a fan. I just, what, yeah, what didn't you like about it? I felt like it was really slow. I was struggling to figure out. I mean, I knew that probably eventually I'd understand better, but I was trying to figure out who, what was going on and who all these characters were. And, um, and honestly, the, the acting, some of the acting, I should say, felt forced to me. So I was like, oh, I just, it didn't grab me. Yeah. Well, that's a bummer. I, because I loved it. And, um, you know, the the show that we're talking about, Dietland, it tells the tale uh, of a character by the name of Plum Kettle, who is played by Joy Nash, an actress. And um, it's all based on a novel um, that was written by uh, author Saray Walker, who, by the way, I did not know this, was responsible for, um, in part, responsible for Our Bodies Ourselves. Yeah, I didn't know that you know, at all. So she, it's got some, it's, you know, she's got some good feminist street cred. The thing that I loved about the show, and I, you know, I would suggest that anybody who um, is interested in it, watch the premiere. And mm-hmm. it's a... a Admittedly, it's a two-hour premiere. I realize that's a hard 
ask for people Mm -hmm. for a world that you're not familiar with. But I will tell you the first um, hour or so I found myself like, okay, where are we going? Mm -hmm. Right. So there's a lot where I was is the where are we going part. There's a lot of different parts of the story, which, you know, this happens with a new show often because it's expose. You have to. You have to tell people the world that you're living and you have to give them as much as they can to begin to then go further on whatever journey the show is ultimately going to go on. So I don't think it's unusual to be confused in the first episode of a show. But there was definitely a moment by about an hour in or in the second episode where I felt like, okay, now I know what you're trying to tell me or I know what where we're going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and that for me, you know, that was my experience with the show. I finished watching it this morning and I, you know, got all emo about it. But then I was doing some reading about it. and it, It's just something I feel like we need to support for a number of reasons. I would love to play a clip of, you know, like the thing that sort of coalesced why I think the show is important in just a moment. But to just sort of set it up for you. There is no sh- okay. So again, if you have no rec- no sort of fixed understanding of the show that we're talking about, Dietland, it follows this woman through her life. She's sort of like a background person. Mm-hmm. She's like in the shadows, mm-hmm. right, Plum, and um, that's her nickname, by the way. That's not her actual name. Um, she's a copywriter for a women's magazine. And she's a ghostwriter for the editor of the magazine. The editor is played by Juliana Margulies. And the editor doesn't have time and she doesn't have the skill to write to the women who send her letters to the women's magazine, mm-hmm. right? But but Plum is an amazing writer. And she sort, of, she sort of has this like hapless task of responding to all of the, you know, letters to the editor. Um, she's also dealing with her body image. And she's got like a a very rich imagination that's kind of depressing Mm -hmm. and kind of insecure in a way that is not very common for shows today. Like mostly the protagonists you see on television shows, these are people you strive to be, right? Mm -hmm. These are ideals. These are people that you identify with because they're aspirational in some way. She's kind of the opposite. Yet she's not a Mm punchline. So she's not a woman of size who's constantly mocked for her size. She's not a woman who is just like sort of like in on the on the joke about her size. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is such a unique thing for the television landscape that we're in, because Mm -hmm. you just don't see that. So this is it's like subversive just in the way that it's set up. That said, the clip that I want to play for you. Uh, there is a woman that she comes into contact with who kind of is trying to pull her into a secret world that's maybe going to give her, um, you know, some enlightenment and maybe a, a reason to feel better about herself. So this woman comes into her life and kind of uh, they're on the uh, they're on the street. She takes the opportunity to kind of tell her why she's reaching out to her. So let's have a listen to this clip from the show Dietland. Again, the main character, Joy Nash, who plays Plum Kettle, is being told by this other um, woman who's kind of an interloper why all these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP Podcast. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. You know, it's important that they work together. People don't really see themselves, you know? Like some awful people think that everything they do is magic and then... And then people who actually make the world a better place think that they're pieces of ish. But your letters. You know, Julia saw you through your writing, just just like she saw me. You write? Oh no, God no. Um I just I did um I did like rants on YouTube or whatever. Um but look the the point is that my my life was in theory, you know? Like, I, I didn't actually do anything. Just like you. No offense. Julian knows that you and me, we are too smart. We are too smart for the lives that we thought we deserved. We are special. Or we're weak, impressionable. You got your attention thing, and I'm what I am. Look, go see Verena. Please, she will help you. So that's just one Mm. moment where they are sort of breaking through all of the other craziness that's going on around them and like speaking truths to each other in a way that I just don't think you see very much on television. And then does the whole show kind of pivot after that? Like on the bed, because here's what I'm struggling with right now. What you just told me makes me go, oh, I should probably finish (laughs) because I I think you're right. I think that first hour is... So you, they're doing the setup. I mean, it's a satire, yeah. so it's not going to become like a serious drama. Right. Um, there's a lot of satire going on, but I don't know. I'm going to watch the next episode. Finish it if you want, but if you're interested, check it out. There's some stuff online, too, if you want to see it on our website. All right. We will be right back on the other side with Lord and Lady D-Bag on My Talk 107.1. behaving badly. They do it all the time and we like to remind you about their bad behavior on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com Everything Entertainment Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and Lord and Lady D-Bag Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day Okay, I need to make Oprah my D-bag again today. She is a frequent flyer. Oh, I know. It just sounds so horrible to call Oprah a D-bag. Do you feel like someday she's just going to like tune into my talk and be like, What? They made me a D-bag? Destroy them! <laughs> it's very possible. But look, the reason that I want to call Oprah a D-bag today is... Actually, this is not a new reason. 
Because I'm jealous. Oh. Mm-hmm. My jealousy has gotten the better of me. And Pacifically, and I do actually mean Pacifically because right there in the Pacific Ocean, Oprah just bought a new house. And it's not just any house. It's an island compound. And uh, she bought this new property and she deserves to be ridiculed for it because I don't own it. Okay, see what I did there? Yeah. Anyway, um, she purchased a property known as Madronigal mm-hmm. or Madronigal, Madronigal. And uh, it only cost her about $8.2 million. And it's on a, 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 an island called Orcas Island. She bought this island. It's going to be turned into Orpa's Island. I mean, if they're smart. Um, but on, I think it probably has something to do with whales, perhaps. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's uh, tucked away in an inlet north of Seattle. Um, this property comes with a main house, a guest house, a gazebo with glass walls, a barn, a workshop, a sauna, and a craft shed. The main house has three stories, four bedrooms, three bathrooms. The guest house is a four-bed, three-bath but significantly smaller in square footage. And uh, this is the best part. This is the thing that'll make you roll your eyes and feel extremely jealous mm. that you don't live in a world where you can buy an $8.275 million estate having never set foot on the island to even look at it. Stop. Yeah. No, in fact, sources close to TMZ told them that Oprah never set foot on the island to see the new pad in person, but she saw enough that she liked it and decided to pull the real estate trigger. I mean, it's beautiful. It is beautiful. I was just flipping through pictures. I, I gotta like, listen, I can barely take care of the one home I have and I'm never there. I feel like to work enough to make the kind of Oprah level rich money that you need to have in order to have multiple places. I start to feel sad for this house because that is a house that deserves to be hung out in. Well, there's and, a pizza oven in the kitchen. I mean, yeah, it's Hi. so gorgeous. And and also, I will say that there's no word on whether Oprah ever actually plans on visiting this place. So it could just be a real estate deal. Mm. But again, I'm jealous, which is why she's my d bag because the woman lives in a world where she can spend upwards of ten million dollars. Just for, you know, making money purposes. And purchase uh, an entire estate sight unseen. Yeah. Mm. Like, oh, I'll just buy this. I feel like she's going to get into tech now. There's a, what do you, oh, what do you mean? Meaning. Like an app? Yeah. Well, the reason that she bought this property is so that she could be close to mm. Seattle. Mm, interesting. Amazon, mm-hmm. Microsoft, et cetera. She's just going to make more money. And then she's going to buy more houses. Um, ha- I just want to be like her charity case. Like, I just want to be like, hey, Oprah. Yeah, but the problem is then you got to be friends with Oprah. See, I just honestly feel like that is more than you think you're signing up for. Like trying to be friends with Oprah because it's never going to be about you. True. It's only going to be about Oprah. I almost would rather be poor and not have to put up with Oprah's business. Now, if Oprah should call me on the phone someday and say, come hang out with me at my Seattle uh, ranch. Okay. I'll try it out and then I'll learn that lesson the hard way. But um, in the meantime, I'm just going to be bitter <laughs> and marvel over. Although some of the style, I feel like we could redecorate. Well, I, that, I was going to say that, but I didn't want to sound too. It's rude. just not my style. Let's put it that is way. Is it the guitars on the wall or is it the no. very large pool table in the middle of what looks like a frat house? Well, it's like that. It's Lobby. a very masculine. Um, there literally is a canoe hanging from the ceiling. I mean, 
when you got to get in, when you got to hop in the chic. water, you got to hop in the water. I'm not very cabin cheeky, so I would redo that. I but, mean, but again, to have those problems, right? If only. And it's right on the water. It's beautiful. I mean, oh, yeah. Ugh. If only. Yeah, that couch is ugly. <laughs> the bathroom's it's the really best cute. I can do. Yeah. Oh God. Oprah. Although I do, I don't understand a tub in the middle of the room. I do. Why? I just think like that's what rich tubs look like. But you know what? You Oprah know, ain't never lo- sitting in no tub. I think she is. Didn't we hear her talking about how much she loves her bath bombs? I mean, I feel like we've had that conversation with Oprah before. Yes, we did. Remember, she was talking with like Mindy Kaling. It was when she was on. Oh God, you're remember? right. Oh, remember? No. No, it gets so much better. You'll remember that her tub was laser oh, that's right. Cut built for her, for her body. That's they right. literally lasered her body to then determine <sighs> the fit of the tub. So the tub only fits Oprah. It's an Oprah fit. It's an Oprah tub. So, girl. FYI, yeah, so she loves tubs. You're doing it wrong. So she's going to be, just imagine Oprah kicked back in that middle well, of the room gonna tub. that's going to go. She's got to get one of her laser tubs. I know. But I bet it'll be in the middle of the room because rich people tubs are always in the middle of the I room. I would never use it. I would, I would never, all the ever time. use it. I would ha- Who's got time for a tub? I mean, that's the thing, though. I, I want time for a tub. Yeah, good luck. I swear to you, I would just sit there. The time it takes to earn $8.25 million to the point that you can buy it on a whim, that life does not allow you the time. Okay, can we just think about that for a moment? I know, think about your I'm life saying. today. Like, I don't have time to be at my own to get house. By. I'd like to add. Oh, oh God. Do you have to? Yeah. Make it worse. That back in November of 2012 in Harper's Bazaar, Oprah describes bathing as her hobby. She says, I love creating oh bathing experiences, no. bath gels, bubbles, crystals, salts, lavender milks. I go prune. I go way prune. I've gone to sleep. I mean, That's hilarious. And wow. I bet she orders people to come sit in the bath, like in the bathroom while she's going prune. <laughs> <laughs> to, to make to, sure like, her head stays meetings. above the No, I mean, water? like, any business oh, okay. she needs to get done. You know, like Winston Churchill, he used to do his business in the bathtub. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. I mean, you shouldn't do your business no, he didn't in the... poop okay. in the bathtub. <laughs> you <laughs> 12-year-old. Right. Baby Ruth? I'm just Stop. saying. Uh, okay. Okay, I've got a D-bag, too. And it's Chloe. It's Chloe oh, Kardashian. it's Chloe, by the way. Sorry, it's Chloe. Okay, let's start with the headline. Ready? Mm-hmm. Chloe Kardashian's post-baby body. Already, we're annoyed, right? Because we're so tired of hearing her talk about her post-baby body. Reality star's low-carb diet consists of a spoonful of jam and almond butter, eggs, and cherry tomatoes. What? Chloe Kardashian is revealing to you the diet that has helped her be down 30 pounds since having little baby True. Oh, God. She's detailed this on her website, which incidentally is behind a paywall, but that's fine. Somebody else has sacrificed their money to tell us what Khloe Kardashian is eating uh, around her workout routine. Okay. Um, She starts her day with a spoonful of jam and Mm. almond butter. And that's really just to... You know, get enough energy for her early morning workout. And then after her workout, 
she uh, enjoys eggs, some berries, and a and a bowl of oatmeal. Okay, well, I mean, that sounds like a decent breakfast, but that's not. There's nothing unique about that. Um, she never goes hungry though, because for a mid morning snack, she'll have a piece of fruit with a handful of almonds. Uh, and then she doesn't eat again, really, until dinner. She has another handful of almonds with a cup of vegetables, like ter- cherry wait, tomatoes. Wait, 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 wait. That's her dinner? She revealed that's her lunch and late afternoon food. She oh. just has almonds and vegetables. Okay. And then for dinner, she has a sensible dinner. Okay. Um, wow. Is it Weight Watchers? <laughs> no. Remember but she when says, they actually did? Somebody, who? Which one had the Weight Watchers? Well, that is a slim fast diet where it's a shake for breakfast, a shake for lunch, and a, and a sensible, sensible dinner. dinner. Mm-hmm. So says Tommy but, Lasorda and Kathy Lee Gifford. Wasn't but one of somebody the Kardashians courting? Wasn't Chris Jenner trying to get one of them on Weight Watchers? I'm sure it was probably Rob. I mean, right? I don't know. But, I feel like it was Kim. But Kim ended up with Atkins. Oh, that's what it mm-hmm. was. Okay. In any case, um, apparently, now here's the. This is the thing about. This is the thing that made me roll my eyes. Uh, Holly, can you do some fact checking for me really quick? Sure. When was True Born? Like how many weeks ago was True Born? If you can find that information while I tell you this. Um, Chloe took a Snapchat to confess that doctors were prohibiting her from heavy exercise following the birth of her daughter, True. Oh, God. Okay. When was True Born? True was born on April 16th. How many weeks ago was that? Uh, I would say approximately six to seven. Okay. You guys, you, um, I'm just going to say things right now. Your body is doing some stuff after you have a baby. Yeah, for um, sure. Things are healing. Doctors typically don't rec- rep- recommend doing any kind of heavy exercise for at least 10 weeks because you got to let your body heal a little bit because stuff you can start like hemorrhaging all okay. kinds of bad, also, bad stuff she's had a butt lift or butt injections correct well i think so that so the picture you're showing me right now that was the first picture that was taken of her a few weeks after she had true and she was out with a little baby true in a in her a bassinet and her booty is not natural no i don't think any of their booties are natural i her think booty's maybe not natural Courtney's. and i think she's had injections or inserts and i also think because i know these things that she no uh, she's just doing that waist training thing yeah she totally is which is tell. totally like modifying her body and who in their right mind thinks that looks normal Mm-mm. now i'm not a judge of what's normal for women's bodies but when it comes to like modifying your body to meet some sort of image or ideal, then I have issues and opinions mm-hmm. because women see that little girls mm-hmm. see that and think I need to do this. Well, and to that end, I mean, similarly, this is a woman who just had a baby, not even, I mean, it just frustrates me because it's not, she has, she just had this baby and the way that she's talking about going to the gym and how important it is. She's boasting about the 30 pound weight loss, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now listen, for women are all different. Some women bounce right back. Some women have a harder time, whatever you, whatever you need to do in order to get through is what needs to happen. Yeah, And And, everybody's different. So even that diet that she gave might not work for some people. Right. And 
you know, again, to be bemoaning the fact that your doctor wouldn't allow you to do any working out in the gym. You're not unique, Chloe. That's like a standard thing. It's not like, you know, you something bad happened to you and you weren't allowed to get back in again, the gym. She named her child true with a man who lied to her. Mm-hmm. So deal with that. This woman this doesn't live in reality. Okay, Good point. She is not to be, you know, you can watch her show and buy her makeup products. I don't think she has any, but. Don't take advice from her. She please. has clothing. She does clothing. Remember? She does like bodysuits and jeans. You know, we should put together a list of women, you know, you should actually listen to. Oh, that's a good idea. I don't know who they would be, but certainly not that lady. That lady. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, oh my gosh, it's time for the throwback live. Wow. We got to do the throwback live at 145 yeah. when we come back on My Talk 107. It is time for the throwback live at 145 on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and your throwback live. I feel the need, the need for speed. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. I love the smell of night pump in the morning. Alrighty. <laughs> it's throwback live. Oh, you bet. Mm. At oh. 145. Okay. Go ahead. Make my day. Here's Holly Roberts. <laughs> Wait, what? Where am I? You're drunk? Wait. Oh, it's time for the throwback live at 145. Happy Tuesday, folks. All right, here's how the game works. We'll play five vintage pop culture audio clips. The first to identify three clips correctly wins the throwback live at 145. Colleen and Bradley, they buzz in by yelling out their Colleen. names. I won. Oh, you did? Congratulations. No, you did not win. All right. Now, Colleen. Calm down. In your possession, you have. I won twice. I'm a winner. The total victory tally in front of you, Colleen. Who is in the lead with the most victories in the throwback live at 145 as of right now? Why, thank you for asking. Mm. I am. Welcome. With 31 total wins. For now. Mm-hmm. To Bradley Trainers, twenty nine total throwback. The OG winner of wins. this entire game. Well, FYI, th- this doesn't work like Teen Mom, Bradley. Yeah, hey, but look, nice try. Mm-hmm. Don't try to take away my glory. Oh, by the way, says the person who walks in on mm-hmm. me while I'm secretly. Preparing I know all the answers. The throwback live at one forty five. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I did not include my first vintage. Say now, most higher. Yeah, that was what I was going to play first. Well, now you're not. Now I'm not. Bradley well, cheated. now little known fact. At about ten, uh, what time was that? Ten fifteen or so. Holly's going to head into that little closet over there, and you could just like look through the window and take notes. I'm just saying. You want okay. to know. Now we know how all of Bradley's future wins are procured. Oh, well, you know, so could be you too. Hmm. Let's move on to our first vintage pop culture audio clip. Bradley, I don't think you saw this one. Uh-oh, maybe I don't. going to be a surprise. Okay. It's a quick one. Here's our first vintage pop culture audio clip. Please identify this. Wow, wow, is a very nice. Bradley's trainer. Oh. It's a very nice. What is that? I don't know. You buzzed in. Oh, jeez. Oh, God. Mm. It's a very nice. It's a very nice. I don't know what it is. Sorry. Colleen. Oh, God. Colleen. That's Borat. Oh, Played yeah. by Sasha Baron Cohen. That's yes. A good one. That was good. Very nice. Wow, wow. We were very nice. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, Colleen. Thank you got a point you. in the throwback live at 145. However, it is anybody's game at this point. Moving on to our second Vintage pop culture audio clip, Colleen Bradley. What's this? Bradley Trainer. That's nine to five. Thank you. 
stumble out of bed. Wow, you got that on the first note. I mean, come on! Some a lot of bed and some of the kitchen for myself a cup of ambition and yawn and stretch and trying to come live. That's right. That is the title. Working nine to five. What a way to make a living. Congratulations, Bradley. You got that point mm. in the throwback live at 145. Now, moving on to our third vintage pop culture audio clip. It's anybody's game, one to one. Here it is. Colleen Bradley, what is this? Bradley Trainer. Bradley. That's Full House. Uh, oh, crap. That's I will... Punky Brewster. Oh. oh, let's listen to it. It makes you so happy. Oh, my God. I would not have. I totally remember that, but I had no idea if that's what it was. Maybe the world, world is, is blind. Blind? Or just a little unkind. No, I'm stuck in a fridge. Oh, no. Come on. No, that was a good deep track. Seems you can't be sure. Oh, I love this song. I mean, you don't love the song. Yes, you got I do. The point, so you're, you no, know. I love this song. Said nobody ever. I said it though. Ready? Every time you turn around, I see the girls around. Standing there. Oh my God! Yeah, that, that's yeah. it. All right, Gosh, well, we got to leave because we got to move on okay, to okay, our okay, fourth okay. vintage okay. pop culture okay. audio clip. Now, Colleen has two. Up right now, just so you know. Bradley has Here one. All right, now we're going to play our fourth get this one. vintage pop culture audio clip. It's a real vintage one. Throwing it back. Colleen, Bradley, what is this? Rosebud. Bradley Trainer. Bradley. Rosebud. That oh. is... Um, um, that... Is oh my god! See, I have this recall issue. It's uh, Rose, but wait. Okay, first of all, could you stop talking because you're distracting me, and that's I think an unfair. Bradley, time is running out. Advantage, Citizen Kane. Good job! I told you I would get that one. Tied two to two. We gotta move on to our fifth See, vintage I... pop culture audio clip right away. Whoever guesses this correctly will win the throwback sled, live at one forty-five. I said it was his sled, by the way. Don't do that to people. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Come on. Okay, go ahead. Here's your fifth vintage pop culture audio clip. I tend to think of myself as a one-man wolf pack, but when my sister brought Doug home, I knew he was one of my own. And my wolf pack, it grew by one. Oh, Colleen! Colleen. That is from, um, um, hold on, it's from, uh, oh gosh, darn it, darn it, darn it, you guys, this is, stop it. <laughs> that is from, oh, the one at the bachelor party, and it's in there, uh, they go to bachelor. Vegas, and then there's uh, Mike Tyson, and it's called, <gasps> I need a name, I, can't I need do it. a name. No, it's not a bachelor party, what the heck, what is that? Darn movie girl. Say something, Men, The guys, the people guys. The people uh, guys. Bradley. Can I guess? Yeah. It's like... Um, oh my gosh, I hate myself right now. One, um, it's... Hurry oh up. Oh God, what is it? 
You guys, I he can't do something, anything. Something, anything. Weekend in Vegas. Stop <laughs> it. Both of you are fools. We're I'm going mad. into sudden death when we get back from the break. Okay, fine. On the other side of this, we'll figure out who the heck is going to win this terrible operation. <laughs> Throwback Live at 145 Extended Version. Coming up next on My Talk 1071. My Talk 1071. Everything. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Entertainment.